Hi, I'm Alira Andre. And I'm Rosa Davis. Welcome, Welcome to, to All Girls Considered, Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today we are speaking with Jenny Searcy and Sherry Prim, who are both nurses here at Springdale High School. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi. So since you guys are nurses, I guess we should just start it with the obvious question. How did you both decide you wanted to be a nurse? Well, actually, our stories are different, very mm-hmm. different. Um, I have always wanted to be a nurse. I visited the hospital when I was little with my dad um, and fell in love with it then, and it's all I've ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I was 25 and had major back surgery, spent a, several weeks in the hospital, and thought, I need to know what they're talking about. I want to know what all this is about. And so then I went to nursing school when I was 30. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you specifically learn how to be a nurse in school, or did you learn how to be one in a hospital setting first? Well, um, the way I did it, I graduated from high school and went straight into college. And in the um, second two years, my junior and senior year, I was in actual nursing school. So I went to class and worked in a hospital. Um, But nursing school teaches you the basics, and then you pick your specialty. You yeah. pick if you want to be in a hospital, in a clinic, and then you learn the specifics there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hear, especially because we live by the university, you know, we mm-hmm. all know people who go there or work there. And I hear all the time that the nursing school is, like, very hard to get into. Yes. Why do you think that is? It's very competitive. Mm-hmm. We have students coming from all different states. Yeah. And we offer, Arkansas offers in-state tuition, so mm-hmm. very competitive. So yeah. like you need to have like that high GPA. I'm sure there's a yes. test you have to take or something like that. And you need to have yeah. all A's before you apply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they take very many. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. they keep it small. And since we're all women, when you went to nursing school, what is something like you learned that you didn't know before about like the female reproductive system or anything like that? Oh man, that's a hard one. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> there was a lot. Um, and both of us actually, when we got out of school, went into women's health mm-hmm. um, before we started here. Um, yeah, I don't know that I could narrow it down. There was a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like complications. You learn yeah. a lot about what can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, since I'm pretty sure that, like in the medical field, men are the mm-hmm. more dominant gender in there. What kind of hardships did you go through being a female in this field? Well, it's interesting, I think, in nursing because it's primarily women in nursing. We, in my nursing class, um, we only had two boys in our, or guys in our class. Um, so that was kind of different, you know. Um, we worked, I worked with mainly male doctors, um, but in the actual nursing part, it was mostly women. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to get a whole range of doctors. You're going to get the ones that are super helpful, will answer any question you have, and then the other ones that are very arrogant. So you're going to see it all. Mm-hmm. And what is one thing that these shows, such as like Grey's Anatomy and like The Good Doctor, <laughs> get wrong about the medical oh, field? Oh, we laugh about that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love those shows, but they're, they're very unrealistic. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them do a better job than others, but there's a lot that's, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's not how it goes. <laughs> What was it like training to be a nurse? Because, you know, it's not really anything you've been exposed to before when Mm -hmm. you're first starting. So how was that? Well, you go into it thinking I can handle all this, but till you're actually in the blood and the smells and everything that goes into it, you don't know that that you're cut Mm -hmm. out for that. 
But then once you do and you're okay with it all, you're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, it's a lot of studying because everything we do, even here on a lesser level, is life or death for someone, you know, so it's a lot mm -hmm. of preparing and studying and doing your best every day, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when you're in nursing school, you learned about like different diseases. I'm sure you talked about cancer. I'm sure you mm -hmm. talked about like maybe certain like drugs and alcohol, how they can do bad stuff to you. Was there anything that you learned that really like scared you that like you could maybe like fall into and it could ruin your health? I think in nursing school, learning about all those things, I always thought I had everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not the drugs and alcohol part, but like the different diseases, I would think, oh. You know, or then going through psychology class and you learn about the different mental disorders and you're like, oh, do yeah. I have do that? I have that? <laughs> am I, am I, I a psychopath? Am I yeah. going to that? Am I? <laughs> yeah. We, I think everybody felt like that, just yes. learning all the details. Yeah. It's a lot of information. We're ladies here, mm -hmm. you know, when you have this thing called a period every month. And so, like, obviously it's super taboo, especially in today's society. So what steps do you think could be taken in schools to help girls be more educated about their female health? Well, as far as our office, we try to be really open, and we do have a lot of girls that will come in and ask us questions. Um, and we do both have a background in women's health. So we can't answer everything, obviously, but um, we don't mind at all having conversations about topics that people might not feel comfortable talking to their parents about or, um, you know, just things that come up that maybe you've heard rumors about but you're not sure what the truth is. And so we do try to keep an open um, office, you know, for mm -hmm. those things. I don't know what you guys are learn about in class, but as far as where we are, we try to mm -hmm. to be as honest and open as we can with mm -hmm. girls when they come in and talk to us about stuff. Well, um, what is it like being a nurse in a such a big high school such as Springdale High? <laughs> it's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're busy, and we see a little bit of everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. from minor things to major things, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, Springdale High is a little different, I think, than what I expected. This is um, just my second year here, but um, I didn't have a nurse in my school growing up, so I just assumed it would be handing out Band-Aids and, you know, little minor things. But it, we do a lot of getting kids the care they need from doctors around here, um, dentists, uh, helping facilitate rides to those appointments. Um, a lot of mental health, a lot of yeah. social work. Yeah, lots of that. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I learned more, like I before I came here to Springdale High, I was actually at a different high school in Kentucky, and we took a semester in health that was like a required um, credit. And it was just like, by the book, it was by a male gym teacher who taught the class. <laughs> he was like, write it down, turn it in, that's oh it. So, but I didn't really have a problem with it because I kind of knew a lot of this stuff because of the internet. You know, mm -hmm. when you get curious about something, you mm -hmm. Google and then you find out like um, what what this is, you know, what could happen, what, could, what couldn't happen. And how do you think the internet has changed the health game? I think just like you said, people Google things, but I think you have to be really careful in knowing if you're reading true facts. <laughs> um, 
to go to a reputable yes, site, site like WebMD, mm-hmm. not just any yeah. any one site. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the bathrooms here, the feminine product dispensers are always empty. They're always broken all the time. So do you think it should be necessary for teachers here to have them on hand so there aren't as many students having to resort to coming to you? Yes. That would be very helpful. (laughs) Yes, very helpful. Um, You know, we're kind of at one end of the building, so it takes a lot of time um, for you guys to be out of class for something as simple as that. Um, And so we have talked about that. Mm -hmm. Stocking classrooms are offering it to teachers that would be willing to keep them um, where you wouldn't have to walk all the way down. Because we have more than enough in Northwest Arkansas Food Bank. In mm-hmm. NWAC, there's a program there that supply us with more than we could ever use. They mm-hmm. always are willing and able to bring them over. And so, yeah, we have plenty to distribute. Mm-hmm. And currently in the United States, pads and tampons are taxed as luxury goods. <laughs> Why do you think it's taxed this way? I, no I, I didn't it's know a that. Me <laughs> no. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do try to keep a big supply of them because they are so expensive and Mm -hmm. we we know that um not everybody can afford to buy them or buy as much as they need so Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah we've had enough to send them home with the girls over the weekend Mm -hmm. there's plenty Mm -hmm. so we want everyone to know that Mm -hmm. and even across the world in like underdeveloped countries women they don't have access to clean hygiene products such as pads and tampons what do you think we can do as a developed country here in the United States to kind of help out those women in other countries. Do you think there's anything that we should do? That's a hard one. <laughs> be able to get it to them yeah. would be the answer, yeah. but not how to do that. Being a nurse in such a big school, you know, there's lots of things that are bound to happen. What is one of the most difficult issues you see in people that come in? I think that at least the hardest thing for me is um, the amount of mental illness we see in teenagers, um, depression, anxiety, those were things that I wasn't expecting, I guess, when I took this job. Um, Being a teenager is really different now than it was when I was a teenager, Um, and just seeing people, the kids, navigate that. And, um, And culturally, not every culture represented in our school, um, agrees with medicating kids for those things and so just seeing kids struggle with things we didn't have to struggle Mm -hmm. with when we were younger. Another thing that not everyone different grades deal with is pregnancy. We have many girls come in thinking they're pregnant, just found out they're pregnant and so we have so many resources for that and like we said before us having a background in women's health we know we can answer their questions and so Mm -hmm. it kind of put them at ease and Mm -hmm. walk them through it and help with resources. And speaking of birth control, we now, modern times, we have such a wide array of different birth controls, such as the pill, IUD, condoms. Um, As nurses, do you all help supply these things to kids? Like students here? Mm -hmm. No. 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 But we can um, help get girls to the doctor that could do that. Mm -hmm. And something that they may not know is community clinic here Mm -hmm. in Springdale. We'll see girls 13, um, 13 and older without their parents. They'll do pregnancy tests mm-hmm. without them having to tell them right away. Mm-hmm. 
And how do you think we can, like, especially in, like, health classrooms, do you think we should go more into depth about the different birth control options for women? I th yes, I think, um, because I think there's a lot of misconception about all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, it depends on the person what would be the best thing. But I do think teaching um, not just the girls, but the boys need to know those things, too, would help possibly prevent some teenage pregnancies, you know. Um, just, I think the more educated that all of you are, the better choices that you could make. Do you think nurses should teach health classes? Because I know when I took a health class, it wasn't a female, it wasn't mm -hmm. anyone that was like licensed or, um, yeah, I had Coach McGinnis. <laughs> <laughs> he was my health teacher. Um, <laughs> so do you think instead of just putting your random male gym teacher in charge of the health class, do you think nurses should teach those instead? Well, We're not able I, to. Yeah. It's a different kind of license. And we don't even really know what you learn in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do, and I mean, I'll throw this out to you guys. We do have a nurse that works for the health department that we had come in and teach um, in a science class this year about the things that you're talking about, STDs, birth control, things like that. Do you guys think that would be helpful for that part of the health class to have a nurse come in and teach it? Yeah. More than, because I don't even know who teaches it. Because they teach us, like, abstinence is, like, the right, only way. Right. But here's the thing. I'm sure that's, like, that's 100% effective. Right. Okay, you know, right. that is true. <laughs> and, you know, condoms are only a certain percentage. But the truth of the matter is that people just have sex. Right. And so right. And we don't have enough. I feel like there's not a lot of us that have enough education about it. I have talked to my fellow female classmates about what I've known about birth control. They're like, oh, wow, well, I didn't know that. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't know it either until I, you know, mm -hmm. Googled it. Right. And, you know, and there's problems such as health insurance. A lot of people don't have good health insurance, if any health insurance at all. So they can't exactly go see a doctor just like that, right. you know, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So what do you think maybe as far as like health coverage and health insurance, what do you think we can do better? Like what can be done about that to make it better? Well, I know Sherry, like for students here, Sherry talked about the community clinic, um, and you don't have to have insurance to go there, and you don't have to have money to go there. Um, they base your payment on what you can pay and if you can pay anything. So girls or guys could go there um, for education and even pay as little as $5 to see a doctor there. Mm -hmm. And that's a great resource that not a lot of people know about. Um, even our school-based clinics, some of the elementary schools have clinics, and they're the same, you know, mm -hmm. very inexpensive, if anything. Um, and so that's a way we try to get you guys the care that you need when you don't have the insurance. Or you don't want to tell your parents and go to your family doctor or private doctor. You can go there, and it's a little bit more, um, not secretive, but just more personal, I guess. Why do you think health classes are pushed to, like, kind of the back? Because I know people put a lot of emphasis on, like, you know, doing good in your English class and your science class, but why are health classes pushed so far to the back that most people don't even have an effective health class in high school? Well, this kind of comes from the top down as far as our district is concerned. And you, ha you can't just do what you want. You have to follow certain protocol, and so... 
That's kind of the abstinence-only teaching. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because your teachers may want to tell you more, and they just might not be allowed to do that. Um, But, you know, that's a really good point because we're seeing a lot more childhood obesity. We're seeing a lot more teenage pregnancies. We're seeing a lot of things that could be talked about in health class that could change your life just as much as a great grade in Mm -hmm. science, you know. Um, So maybe that's something to to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys just take one semester of health class? Like, you yeah. have to take one semester of health class? At least at my old school, we had to take, and I think it's the same here. You have to take, like, half a year. Um, I went to a different, I went. I took it in junior high. Okay. It was a year, but I didn't learn anything. He was just like, here's this video, just watch it, just write it down and turn it in. I didn't learn anything useful that I continue to use today. Mm-hmm. I had to learn all of that from the internet, because mm-hmm. I didn't know where else to turn to because I didn't learn it. And I think it's partially because it's an uncomfortable subject, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody like really likes to talk about it. And um, I don't know, it's just one of those. Yeah, but we yeah. need to be talking about we it. Do. We do, yeah. yeah. Even if they separated you guys or if it's not so uncomfortable, right. you know, mm-hmm. like you could ask what you want and not yeah. be afraid of a, the boys in the class or whatever Mm -hmm. and them too or if you have a male teacher we can get the nurse that we know to come in and specifically talk about that so i heard a little rumor well it's not a rumor it's a fact that there's like kind of (laughs) different levels of nurses there's like cna and like nurse nurse practitioner can you guys explain those differences well, CNA is actually not a nurse. They're just, a, not just, but they are a nursing assistant. So they would be more, um, they don't go to college for that. Like Eight-week school. Yeah. Um, and then they have there's LPNs that are kind of phasing out. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be very popular, but like a two-year um, program. We are both RNs, um, and there's even different levels of that, but... Um, then the nurse practitioner would be higher than us, like a master's level. Yeah, kind of could work more like a doctor, not. They can write cor- prescriptions, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and we could not do that. Mm-hmm. But um, so yes, there's a lot of different options in nursing. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to those wanting to go into nursing? I think nursing is a great career obviously. (laughs) Um, But it is one where you can always find a job um, if you're willing to work hard. And um, I think if you really care about helping other people, because it's not a glamorous job to have, um, but it's very rewarding in other ways. And it's great because like Right out of college, I started working in a hospital. Um, when my kids went to school, the hours weren't great for us, so I got this job where I had the same hours as my kids. Um, there's lots of different options like that in nursing, which is great for families and single people. Um, but if someone is undecided, we were both CNAs first. Yeah, We worked in that setting as an assistant to see what the nurses did to see if we really wanted Mm -hmm. to invest the time in that. So for someone that's undecided, I would say that's a Mm -hmm. great course to go. And the final question we're going to go ahead and ask you is, what advice would you give to girls listening to this podcast? I think never be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know, find um, a teacher or us, you know, or um, just an adult that you respect and ask your questions. You don't always... I would hope you wouldn't always feel like the internet was your only option, you know. Mm -hmm. 
for that. I know um, just how I grew up, it wasn't always easy to talk to my mom about those things, but just to find a, a woman that you respect that you could talk to. And you? Yeah, I agree. And use your voice, you know, you speak up for yourself and be strong. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.